Well, welcome to a very special edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Good to have you along today. Uh, this is January 26th. It is the final Thursday of the month of January. And you may or may not be aware that January is National Human Trafficking Awareness Month. It's National Human Trafficking Prevention Month. Uh, this is an opportunity for us the world over to protect and empower survivors of all forms of human trafficking, to prosecute human traffickers, and to bring in an end to human trafficking in the U.S. and the around the world. And today here for this first hour of the program, we've got National Crawford Roundtable pro, uh, podcast coming up um, in hour number two. But we're going to kick off the program today with a couple of different conversations with people who are working to fight human trafficking. Uh, in one case, we're talking about a... Uh, uh, an organization that is fighting human trafficking worldwide and one of the first faith-based organizations to actually do so. And then the second conversation is going to be with a woman who is actually a survivor of human trafficking, who is now thriving in a business adventure. And she has a remarkable story to tell about both facets of her life. Uh, we're going to talk with Ashley Nadine about that issue. But first, we're going to get into a conversation with Pat Bradley who's the president of International Crisis Aid, which is one of the first organizations to show up in what are called the no-go zones. And Pat's the author of a book called Born for Rescue, Finding Purpose by Refusing to Do Nothing. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com, and I'll just tell you right now, we've got a copy of the book to give away. So if you want to start calling, uh, Crystal will be happy to take your calls, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Let's begin with the focus this hour on stopping human trafficking and human trafficking awareness today here on The Bottom Line. Well, January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month, and today here on The Bottom Line, I'm joined by a, a gentleman who he and his wife have devoted their life and their ministry to actually doing what, everything they can to stop human trafficking and sex trafficking. Uh, Pat Bradley is the co-founder and president of Crisis Aid International. CrisisAid.org is where you find them. Pat Bradley, welcome to The Bottom Line Show. Thank you for having me, Roger. It's an honor to be here. At first, right out of the bat, right out of the gate here, let's let's start with the with the tough part of it, because in a lot of people, you know, hear different numbers and they hear different statistics and they kind of want to be able to just to put their arms around what's going on here. Um, well, how bad is the problem when it comes to human trafficking, sex trafficking? I mean, how many millions of people are we talking about here? Well, you know what, that's a that's a very challenging thing to put put uh, numbers to. I like to say it like this, Roger. How many or how many um drug addicts are there in New York City? How many drug pushers are in Los Angeles? Good point. There's just no way to count and measure, but the numbers are huge. Mm -hmm. Where are you guys working specifically right now? I mean, I, there are lots of places that are centrally located for, you know, this type of activity. Where is Crisis Aid doing their most effective ministry? Well, we have, uh, we have a tremendous amount of work in East Africa, and then in the United States, we are based in St. Louis, so we have a home here in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got, we're uh, also, we're getting ready to start building a home in the Grand Rapids area. And then we've got, I think, six different police departments now that we have full-time staff working side-by-side -side with detective bureaus on investigating Internet crimes against children, which allows us to catch these girls before the uh, pimps and predators and traffickers get a hold of them. Pat Bradley is my guest today here on The Bottom Line, the co-founder and president of Crisis Aid Ministries. We've got a link for crisisaid.org up at thebottomlineshow.com. You guys have been doing this for a couple of decades now. What, what's the biggest change that you've seen in the way? I mean, other than awareness, I know for me, I, there, was a, uh, there was a movie called Not Today that came out about 10 years or so ago when we first started The Bottom Line Show. And that was kind of my first entree into how bad the problem of human trafficking really is and, uh, you know, the issues of slavery and things like that. Over the past two decades, what is the, what's the biggest challenge that you faced and what is the greatest success that, that you're seeing in terms of people with their awareness and their involvement in this ministry? Well, I think the greatest challenge we face is it's pretty much moved to an online environment now mm -hmm. um, where the recruiting, the grooming, the sale of girls is happening on the dark web as well as the regular web. Uh, but so much of it's going on in the dark web, which is, very challenging, to say the least, in order to, a way to investigate and try and find these girls via the, um, that are being sold on that portion of the web. Mm -hmm. Probably the greatest thing, I think, of awareness is just the media is covered. Like you, you mentioned, Roger, there's movies about it. I feel like when we started in this field 15 years ago, the term sex trafficking was not existent in America. 
today it's a lot of people know about it. A lot of people are at least people have heard about it. And so I feel as though the ice has been broken on that. To me, that's a great accomplishment at this point in time. Yeah, I'll bet. I mean, the, the the fact that there is the recognition, the fact that people are taking a look at this differently, because let's face it, in a media-driven culture like the one we live in, it's very easy to take a look at a situation, and then we kind of bookmark that page, if you will, in our minds, mm -hmm. and that's the way it always stays. And then it, it, there mm -hmm. doesn't seem to be any progress. There doesn't seem to be any change. What was it that motivated you and your wife to start Crisis Aid? It started off with this trip to South Sudan, and I was doing work uh, on vacation time, just smuggling Bibles into closed countries and working with the persecuted church. But in two, the year of 2000, frankly, uh, 21 years ago, wow, this month, we uh, took a trip to South Sudan and saw the devastation that was going on, the, the um, genocide. And it was one of those moments where the voice of God just spoke to me clearly on our last day in the country is telling me that, you know, doing nothing is no longer an option and I'm changing the focus of your ministry. And mm. I knew exactly what he meant at that point in time. That was food, water, shelter. And so that's how we began crisis aid. And, uh, we started with South Sudan relief work, uh, relief work right after nine 11 in uh, Afghanistan. We worked there for 12 years, but in, uh, 2006 is when we actually rescued our first girl out of a red light district, and that's what began mm -hmm. our work in sex trafficking. Now, I want our listeners to take note of the fact that, uh, if I heard you correctly, Pat Bradley, you said we were on vacation when you started doing this, when you cut the, did, did, I, did I hear you right? You're on vacation smuggling <laughs> Bibles, and God led you into a different ministry. I mean, I'll be honest with you, when it comes to downtime, my wife and I just had a little time away for the first time in probably a year, and the last thing we were thinking of was, uh, <laughs> let's go smuggle Bibles. So I, I, I got tip of the cap to you and your wife, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, saying we, we want to do this. But I, I appreciate the fact that you looked at this, you listened to this, and then you, you were strategic because I have run into a lot of folks who have done this type of work or wanted to do this type of work, and, and I'd love to get your take on this. Their hearts are in the right place. They've got the best of intentions, but sometimes it's like a guy I heard about who actually, after the Haitian earthquake in 2010, went to Haiti and actually grabbed a couple of kids and brought them to the U.S. without realizing that he was basically kidnapping. He wasn't helping orphans, you know? Talk about why it's important for us as Christians to have the passion, but also understand that an organization like Crisis Aid brings to the table the proper way of going about going after a problem. You mentioned your work with law enforcement as opposed to just saying, I need to do something and charging all off, you know, with a lot of passion, but not a lot of wisdom. Yeah. I mean, but <laughs> the one thing is, so some, if somebody runs out there and say they grab this girl and they, A, think that she's been trafficked, they don't know for a fact that she's been trafficked and B, and they grab her out of the situation and they bring her to a safe place. And then all of a sudden they're going to go, what am I going to do with this girl? Right. Um, you know, so a classic story was when the FBI, the FBI actually contacted Crisis Aid back in 2008 and, and broached us with the subject of opening a home here in the States for American victims of sex trafficking. So um, at that point in time, we were working in Ethiopia and Cambodia, and I really wasn't aware of what was happening here. And the deputy director of the Eastern District uh, for the FBI told me a story. He said, we had an active investigation going for two solid years, and we were getting very close to busting this entire ring of traffickers. It was a multi-state. There was more than 100 girls involved. And some, and this is what he said, some do-gooder got in the middle of it, thought he was doing good and helping these girls. But what he did was he blew our investigation and two okay. years' worth of work. The names of the top-level people were gone, and they, that, that, all that work was just right down the toilet for them. And oh, so man. somebody that thought they were doing good really ruined a two-year investigation where significant arrests could have happened, but they didn't. So that's why you really need to understand what you're getting yourself into. Yes, absolutely. That's great counsel from Pat Bradley today here on The Bottom Line, the co-founder and president of Crisis Aid. We've got a link for crisisaid.org up at thebottomlineshow.com. Um, you've been working with people in the United States for quite some time. I would imagine that you've got a, a, a whole cadre of people who, when they meet you, they say, 
well, Pat, wait a minute. We solved the problem of slavery back in 1865. There's not, I mean, this, this trafficking thing that you're talking about, I mean, it happens in other countries. It doesn't happen here. Help us understand the gravity of what happens whenever we see politicians who are complaining about, you know, open borders or this, that, and the other thing and not realizing that they may be talking to the surface issue, but they're not really looking at what's happening on the ground in that regard. Oh, that's, I mean, what's going on down at the southern border is it, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's really a crime because there's, there's a lot of trafficking that's happening, um, bringing girls across the street, young boys across the border, young boys across the border. But, um, you know, it, Roger, it took us four years from 2008 to 2012 to get the funds. Re- I thought when we decided to open a home here in St. Louis for American victims, that people literally would throw money at us. Mm-hmm. For the first three years, people literally turned their back on us and walked away. They did not want to hear about the problem that involved mm-hmm. American girls. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but for now, now that's, that's changed significantly. But we still have some resistance of people that just don't want to hear about it. They don't want to face the reality of what is going on in today's world. But, you know, you can't turn your back on it. Right, right. It's real. It's here. And it's as close as your as your neighborhood and your backyard. And that's one of the reasons why Crisis Aid has such an important ministry. Pat Bradley, my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. CrisisAid.org is the website uh, here in National uh, Human Trafficking Awareness Month, having a conversation about the importance of having a ministry like Crisis Aid at the disposal. Uh, that's all coming up next. Uh, we've got more of this conversation coming up next as The Bottom Line continues in just a moment. What do you mean by the fact that I have a 401k time bomb? eventually this thing is going to implode and you're going to have to pay the government. And so one guy was totally shocked when I told him that, look, if you leave this right now, your IRA, to your three sons, each one of them will have to declare it and pay taxes on it immediately over the next 10 years. He says, well, they don't need the money. I said, well, government doesn't care if they need the money. They're going to pay taxes on it. And that's what I mean by the fact that you're going to pay taxes. I had a guy say, did dad really leave me this? I said, yeah, he did. He didn't even know that they changed the law. Most people don't know that they've changed the law. And so it is a horrible situation, especially when there's ways you can mitigate it and not have it be so bad for the family and have it be better off for you. That's what I mean. We try to take the tick out of the ticking time bomb. Your 401k is a ticking tax time bomb. Leave a legacy for your heirs, not a tax bill. Call Dennis Wilson and his team today. 800-696-9970. 800-696-9970. Wilson Financial Services for simply better alternatives. Pat Bradley is my guest today here on The Bottom Line, president and co-founder of Crisis Aid Ministries. We've got a link for crisisaid.org up at thebottomlineshow.com, an outstanding ministry that is providing help and hope for people who've been trafficked, who, uh, whether it's for you know trafficking in the manual labor world or in the sex trafficking world, uh, starting in East Africa, uh, helping find homes here in the United States. And, and, and Pat, I, I know that the work that you guys have done over the past couple of decades has been pretty monumental. But I think there, our listeners would really benefit from hearing, you know, exactly, okay, what, what goes into it? Not just the drama of we rescued the girl, you know, because sometimes the movies can make that look like, you know, that, that's the whole end-all, be-all. But you're talking about a human being here now who's been, who's been subjected to this kind of torture and now is trying to live life, uh, you know, in, in a different way. Talk about what it was like the first time you were able to uh, rescue a girl who was being trafficked and, and what the, her story looked like after she was rescued sure the first girl we rescued was in 2006 and it was she was in this big red light district in east africa and just a long story kind of short we we got her out of that red light district that night and actually began our our program developing our program for dealing with the girls who are who are victimized like this and so um after a couple of years she kind of graduated on to our, our vocational training she um, ended up coming to work for us full-time in um, East Africa. And she, about five years ago, she got married and asked my wife hmm. and I to be the parents and walk her down the aisle because she had no one. Oh, wow. So wow. she went from a red-light district. She was there. She, we got her out when she was 16. She'd been there for five years mm-hmm. and had no family. She went from that to now. She's happily married, working full-time for us, and doing a great job. 
I love that. I love to hear that that type of story because when you think about what happens to a, a young person who is being trafficked like that, and uh, do you find it is East Africa similar to other parts of the world where there are some kids who are just kind of snapped up and others who are kind of sold into it because their parents are either that desperate or maybe they they were sold a bill of goods and they're going to a quote unquote educational place or you know a better life. What, what's the typical background of a, one of these kids? That you're rescuing. You just hit it right on the head. <laughs> All of the above, actually. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that- and a lot of them, too, are, are orphaned, and they have no family within a village. And these pimps and these traffickers, they know what to look for. Um, yeah. They find these children and grab them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tragic to think that that is the... the the story for them, but it doesn't have to be the end of the story. And uh, talk about what it's like, you know, now, as you've seen, you know, the advances that are made, as you've been able to garner more support, as people have uh, stepped up and said, we want to help out. Um, talk about what, uh, what, what programs Crisis Aid offers for a young girl or a young boy who's been trafficked and has been delivered from trafficking. Sure. First thing I want to want to say is that when we started this work, and this is very important, our mindset is this. Roger, we're in it for the life of the girl. We're not there. She's not a project. She's not a six-month, 12-month project. Oh, you've graduated. You've gone through our counseling courses, and now you're, you know, we, we'll set you free. It doesn't work that way. It, these girls need to know, these victims need to know that we're in it for the life of her because she's what's of value. She's not a project. She's not a statistic. She's a human being. She's somebody's daughter. She's you know, somebody of value to God that he brought, he brought her to us and it's up to us to be there for the rest of her life if it's needed and she wants it. That to me is one of the critical differences of crisis aid with maybe some other organizations is that it takes the love of God to change that girl from, from what she had endured to become a person that God created her to be so that she can thrive while she's on this earth, not just survive, but to thrive and become all that God wants her to be and what God created her to be. I love that. I love that, the, the, the thriving part. And oftentimes I would imagine that there are those who are looking at the work that you're doing and saying, okay, well, the rescue is enough. I, I, we hear this a lot in the pro-life community, how the pro-life organizations have had to make the shift from, you know, 50 years ago, protesting at abortion clinics, uh, saying, you know, don't, please don't kill your child, but then realizing, hey, wait a minute. Um, you know, mm-hmm. there's more than what happens when mom says, okay, I'm going to keep the baby. And there's a whole slew of issues that uh, prospective mom here now has to deal with that the pro-life community has been embracing. I would imagine it's very similar in your work with crisis aid and delivering victims from sex trafficking and human trafficking in it, general. It really is very similar. That's a great analogy, Roger. Mm. Talk about uh, some of the ways that, uh, that that are new, kind of on the horizon here, you know, in terms of what you've been able to accomplish and uh, what you're hoping to continue to accomplish with the work of uh, Crisis Aid. Well, what we've developed about three years ago in conjunction with a, a local law enforcement agency is, uh, we call it our CAP program, it's our Child Anti-Exploitation Partnership. And that is where we actually, I mentioned it earlier, where we work um, side by side with detective units and police departments that are investigating internet crimes against children because so much of this now is being done on the internet. And so what we've been able to do is um, figure out a way how to prevent these girls from becoming victims of traffickers. We can catch them in the process of being groomed, being uh, potentially getting sold, but the important thing is we get them before they cross that line. And in 2020, we've prevented 314 girls. We have documentation on all of this. Um, 314 girls who were going to be either very soon victims of traffickers, pimps, or horrifically sexually abused. Now, that's expanding into we've in six different police departments. We work with two different children's hospitals uh, and the State of Missouri Division of Children's Services, and soon we'll be working with the Division of Children's Services in Michigan because we just opened up two weeks ago an office in the Grand Rapids area for that. And now these offices are in police departments, and we have full-time staff there. That's fantastic. I mean, how does somebody in our listening audience then get connected to you to find out how they can stand with you in this uh, uh, very worthwhile endeavor, Pat Bradley? 
they, they can go to our website, crisisaid.org, and, and uh, there's information out there for that. All right, crisisaid.org is how you find mm-hmm. more information about the work of the Ministry of Crisis Aid. And Pat Bradley, the co-founder and the uh, president of this outstanding ministry, is with me today here on The Bottom Line. You know, you mentioned something about the full-time staffing that you have, especially working with police departments. Uh, from what I understand, that's not typically commonly the case. I mean, how, how does that work for you all in terms of, uh, we hear of organizations like yours that will work in cooperation with police, but to have a physical mm-hmm. full-time presence and a police department, that sounds like it's a, it, it, a little new and revolutionary. It, it really is. As far as we've done research, we're the only organization that we're aware of that's doing that. And I would like to say we've got five other police departments right now waiting for us to put full-time staff in there. So, wow. um, one of the secrets is that we've actually hired a retired officer who spent the last 25 years investigate, investigating crimes against children, um, and he's one of the national, nationally known experts. He's done a lot of training with law enforcement agencies over the last 20 years. Uh, he's reti- he just retired this summer and, um, you know, as a former policeman, so now he works for us. So that's been huge to opening doors for us within law enforcement because there is where we've learned that we can actually prevent these girls if we can get inside those law enforcement offices. And for the policemen, Roger, they don't know what to do with the girls when they get them. Mm -hmm. And so they go back into the practices that they were doing, and next thing you know, now they become victims. So it's been a great partnership. I'll bet, because I can imagine it's challenging. If there's a girl who's being trafficked in the United States, that invariably means that uh, she's being sold for sex. If she does come across law enforcement, they would would imagine have such a short period of time to try to convince her that the life that she was living has been dangerous. It's, It's really not the way to go. And that I would imagine you probably run into a lot of girls who actually trust the pimp more than they trust the law enforcement. You know, they're trying to help out, and that's where you guys kind of run, you know, interference to say, we can help you help them not fall into that same pit again. Yes, exactly. I mean, because when they, when the police pick up, you know, like when law enforcement gets involved with them, the pimps have already told them what's going to happen. They told, tell them every step. They're going to put you in a car, handcuff you, take you to station, start questioning you, and, you know, the girls are terrified. Yeah. And so they don't want to talk to law enforcement. And so there we have our employees there to break the ice and be the go-between. Mm-hmm. That's huge. It's, it's such a, a valuable and vital ministry. Well, I'm grateful for the work that you're doing, uh, Pat Bradley, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to spend the time with you here today to discuss it. Uh, crisisaid.org is the website, and we've got that link up at thebottomlineshow.com. Uh, Pat Bradley, thank you so much for the work that you're doing. God bless you, especially here during uh, National... Uh, Human Trafficking Awareness Month, and from all of us here at The Bottom Line, continue to keep fighting that good fight. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be with you, and thank you for putting it out there to the people so they can hear about it. Powerful conversation there, and so grateful to have time to get to spend with Pat Bradley, uh, International Crisis Mission. We've got a link for his website up at thebottomlineshow.com, International Crisis Aid. Uh, the name of the organization. The book is called Born for Rescue, Finding Purpose by Refusing to Do Nothing. We have a link for that book up at thebottomlineshow.com. As I mentioned at the start of our conversation, I do have a book to give away and would love to give it to you. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Uh, Crystal standing by to take your call. So this is a resource that you'll read it. You'll be mesmerized by it. You'll be motivated to take action, and then you'll want to share it with somebody else, too. So Pat Bradley's book um, is up at thebottomlineshow.com. As I mentioned, the book is titled Born for Rescue, Finding Purpose by Refusing to Do Nothing. 800-227-5278. is the number to get you through to the bottom line. My thanks again to Pat Bradley, the president of International Crisis Mission and uh, the uh, organization that was one of the first, actually, International Crisis Aid, one of the first organizations to show up in no-go zones in parts of the world where there's so many people are being trafficked and, and, you know, needing food and just the basics. And, you know, if he talks about in this book, Born for Rescue, why that one day staring out the back car window at 70 people who had been displaced and they were just looking for somewhere to go. I mean, they're, they're, they're literally standing under what few trees they could find. 
to get out of the blistering African heat. And Pat said, that's when I realized I could not do nothing. I, I had to refuse to do nothing. And he tells his story in the book called Born for Rescue, Finding Purpose by Refusing to Do Nothing. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com and a copy of the book to give away to commemorate uh, as we're wrapping up National Human Trafficking Awareness Month here in the U.S. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. the number to get you through to the bottom line. Now, we're going to take a break. Keep our focusing our focus here on human trafficking. Give you a chance to meet a young woman who has a really remarkable testimony. Uh, Ashley Nadine was actually speaking at a women's event here in town not too long ago, and our marketing director, Teresa Kim, was there. I got a chance to hear her, uh, share her testimony. She, uh, they struck up a friendship, and uh, I was first introduced to Ashley as the woman who owns Ashley Nadine Bridal uh, in, in Brea. <laughs> Guess what? There's a lot more to Ashley's story than that. She's got a book out called Pursue Your Startup, Five Simple Steps to Starting Your Business. We will talk about that on the other side of this break. But we're also going to talk about Ashley's story of being a survivor of sex trafficking and human trafficking. And as we focus this hour on International Human Trafficking Awareness Month, um, Ashley's testimony will really get to you because it's equal parts tragic because of what she went through, but it's equal parts triumphant because of where God has led her in her business right now. So uh, keep it right here. Ashley Nadine is going to join me on the other side of this break to talk about her human trafficking story and how God has led her to a saving faith and a thriving business. That's coming up next as the bottom line continues. You know the old expression, a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, if you're an expectant mom and you go to a pregnancy health center that is in partnership with Preborn, one picture can say way more than that. And that picture I'm talking about is an ultrasound picture. Every donation that goes to Preborn goes to providing ultrasounds for women who are expecting children and they want to know what all of their options are. When you call 833-850-BABY right now, you give a gift of $28 that provides one ultrasound. But if you give a gift toward the purchase of an ultrasound machine, now that's a $15,000 investment, but every ultrasound machine can do 250 ultrasounds per year and lasts a minimum of 10 years. That's 2,500 ultrasounds available to women right now. Think of all the babies, thousands of babies' lives that will be saved by your donation to preborn right now. Call 833-850-BABY. 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Make your best donation right now. $50, $100. Maybe you want to give $15,000. It's completely tax deductible. We've had a couple of bottom line listeners step up and do just that. 833-850-BABY. 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Call Preborn right now. Well, welcome to this special edition of the Bottom Line Show. I say welcome to everyone as the full network is with us, our friends at KCBC, joining along for the ride for this half hour. Um, For everyone who had a chance to hear the first half of hour number one of the broadcast, you know the Bottom Line Show airs live Monday through Friday from 3 to 4.30 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 to 5.30 Mountain Time. You can always catch the full stream at thebottomlineshow.com after the show. Also, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you get your podcasts even on Spotify. And then um, if you want to stream it, though, kbrightradio.com carries the whole 90 minutes, and I encourage you to check that out. January is National Human Trafficking Awareness Month, as so designated by the White House earlier this month. Um, National Human Trafficking Prevention Month is also National Human Trafficking Awareness Month. And it's commitment. It's a commitment by us here in the States to protect and empower survivors of all forms of human trafficking to prosecute traffickers, and to bring an end to human trafficking in the U.S. and around the world. Now, what's interesting about this is there are so many people I've been finding, as Twitter's opening up and giving you all different opinions, uh, who really believe that trafficking, human trafficking is a hoax. They, the, the concept of that people are being brought here to this country against their will and being trafficked for labor or for sex or, or for whatever it is, that kids are being sold into prostitution. There's a contingent in the United States that does not believe that. Um, trust me, the abortion industry would completely go away if there were not a human traffic, trafficking industry that was buying and selling young girls for sex and needing the abortion industry to take care of the mess, so to speak. That's why your gift to preborn is so important for women who are pregnant, uh, even ones who conceive in the result of a, a crisis pregnancy, to see that little guy or little girl in the, in the ultrasound. It's just, it's so remarkable. Give a gift right now. 
uh, to preborn. 833-850-BABY. 833-850-2229. Recently, our marketing director, Teresa Kim, was at a women's event here in town, and she heard a young woman give her testimony. And the woman's name is Ashley Nadine. And she has a book on business startups. She runs Ashley and Nadine Bridal and Brea here in Southern California. But she also has a story of human trafficking and what it was like to be victimized by this. And so um, I've asked Ashley to join in the conversation here today. I should let you know that we do have a copy of her book, which is all about business. It's called Pursue Your Startup, Five Simple Steps to Starting Your Business. There's a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com and we're giving away two copies of that book right now. I'll give you a little heads up here. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Give Crystal your name and number and we'll put you in the drawing for Ashley Nadine's book. All right, let's get into this conversation right now on this special edition of The Bottom Line. Well, today here on The Bottom Line, we're going to take a look at something that is very interesting for a lot of people because I know there are a lot of folks who listen to the program who are involved in business and uh, maybe owning your own or uh, having management responsibilities for another. But in an economy like we're in right now where inflation is high and money's expensive and you know, may, now might not seem the best time to start something, but if God's leading you in a different direction and saying, this is the time... I've got an expert here to join in the conversation to talk about why it is important to you know, practice these simple steps to starting a new business. Um, Ashley Nadine is my guest today here on the program. She has a brand new book out called Pursue Your Startup, Five Simple Steps to Starting Your Business. And we have a link for that book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Ashley Nadine, welcome to The Bottom Line Show. I am so excited to be here and I appreciate that introduction. That was awesome. Um, thank thank you. you very much. I do definitely agree that it is so important to have that backing when you are thinking or even wondering, you know, about starting your own business. And I was mm -hmm. very fortunate to have met somebody who uh, was was willing to coach me and mentor me mm. before I decided to help others. And so it was like my way of paying it forward, if you will, uh, writing yeah. this really short book, very easy mm -hmm. read. Yeah, well, and, that, and that's the name of the game because it doesn't have to be flowery. I mean, the pithier, the better, as we like to say here in the broadcast <laughs> world. Say what you mean, mean what you say, and get on with it. Um, what was the genesis for you in terms of starting a business? I mean, some people, everyone's had that conversation. We've all been at the family gathering or a couple of people <laughs> after church saying, boy, wouldn't it be great if somebody started a, you know, whatever. And then they don't always seem to go somewhere. What was it like for you, Ashley, in terms of saying, I really feel led to do this and I want to start taking those steps? That is such a beautiful question. So I, you know, it's it's hard to say this very lightly and easily, but I'm actually a human trafficking survivor. Mm. So uh, I, yeah, I, w I was trafficked at the age of 14 years old and um, it, it led me down a journey to, to finding faith in God. But um, to make a long story short, when I met the owner of this bridal shop, Maria, I actually had, I mean, I had just lost my job. I was going through a very tough time, very similar to what people are going through right now mm -hmm. um, after COVID, during COVID. I mean, I've known so many people who are, are down and out. Um, and, and for me, that was where I actually was blessed. I say you're, you're, God blessed me in a desert season when I actually had nothing. Mm -hmm. And um, I just had, the, out of the goodness of my heart, I had a, a nonprofit organization where I was raising awareness for human trafficking, I needed to find sponsors, right? So I, I needed to find somebody to help me to throw these events to bring awareness to the community. And it just so happened that that Maria, who became my title sponsor, so she actually uh, sponsored a big part of my my event to bring awareness to uh, with human trafficking to the community. Uh, she found a lot of favor with me. She really, really liked me. And afterwards, she actually called me into her bridal shop and she goes, you know, I've been in this business since 1983. That's probably before you were born. I go, yeah, it is. It was before I was born. And she's like, I've worked so hard uh, to, to build my legacy. And she goes, I don't want to pass this down to my daughter. She's in, in law school and she's not really interested. Right. And she's like, I don't know anybody better, you yeah. know, than, than somebody like you. And, you know, it, Roger, I got to tell you, like, I, I mean, when you, when I, when people used to say, you know, you're one phone call away, you're one person away from mm -hmm, your mm -hmm. life changing. I mean, I would hear this all the time, but to experience it, right. It's like a completely yeah. different thing. I mean, I remember the feeling to this day that I had 
when she brought that to, you know, to my attention. Like, mm. I mean, I, I literally, it, it, it was elated, you know, with, with just gladness. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, are you kidding me? Like me, who, you know, who am I? I, I mean, yeah. and, um, and so anyways, that, that's the, that was the beginning. You said the genesis, how did that start? And that's my story, you know, it's like this woman, you know, who, who just decided to bless somebody. Yeah. And that she saw potential in, you know, I love and, that. um, yeah, that was uh, seven years ago. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, things are moving quickly. Ashley Nadine is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. Pursue Your Startup, Five Simple Steps to Starting Your Business is the name of the book. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. I want to circle back around to something, Ashley, that you touched on briefly, and I, I don't want to uh, just kind of gloss over this, but you mentioned the trafficking aspect of your background mm-hmm. and how that was mm-hmm. really very life-altering for you. How did that develop? How did you break free? Where was God in all this in, in that season? of your life oh my goodness right well you know i was so caught in in this bondage and this like you know dark place broken very broken place and i remember a good friend of mine that was always so full of love and and no judgment i think that was like the main thing i remembered being around her i never felt very judged and um I just remember thinking, I need to confess what is going on in my life. Like, I'm being controlled. I'm being manipulated. Um, My family's in danger. Like, there was so much that I was hiding, you know, and um, I was afraid for my life. So I remember her. She kind of, you know, came came in my mind, and I told myself, I'm going to confess my life and and everything that's going on um, to her. And... So I started to tell her, you know, I'm, I'm being controlled. I, there was three pimps that were controlling my life. I mean, it, it was it, it, horrible. I mean, I've been through things that no 14-year-old girl, you know, at the time mm-hmm. should have gone through. Uh, don't need to go into detail, but I mean, you could imagine. And so um, a couple years into this, I had been groomed and everything, and I decided I was going to break the silence. You know, a lot of a lot of these women and, and, and teen girls are suffering in silence, and they never get a chance to say, you know, what, what they're struggling with or what they're hiding and dealing with. And so I decided, Hey, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to take a step of faith and confess that I am, you know, I, I am in in this situation and uh, she happened to just be the most loving, uh, real Christian person that I've ever encountered, you know? Mm. And so Thankfully, uh, she shared her faith in Jesus with me. I I never knew. I mean, I my grandma carried around a baby Jesus. I didn't know what the heck she was doing. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't understand it when I was right. younger. I had no idea. I mean, she was Catholic, so I, nobody had had really, you know, described the gospel or, or told me who God was or anything. And so this was my first time hearing about a God that loved me, you know, that it doesn't matter what I've done. It's, he doesn't see me the way that I see myself even, and, you know, the, the power of forgiveness of sin. And I mean, and I, to be honest with you, I was just, I didn't want to hear it. I I was just like, so (laughs) against what she was saying, but she planted the seed that God began to water in my life. Mm. And so, um, leading up to a very strong encounter, uh, in the back of a strip club dressing room, I, I was literally, on Sunset Boulevard at the a place called the Body Shop. It's a very popular strip club, and uh, God, I had an encounter with with the living God in the back of that strip club, wow. and I have never, ever since that day, been the same. Um, I surrendered my life to the Lord. I invited Him into my heart. People talk about it all the time, and I just am a very, very blessed one that had a chance to experience it. But now I feel it's my job, you know, as, as a messenger uh, of this beautiful message, of this beautiful gospel that we have, you know, we're the hands and feet of Jesus. And I'm just so grateful to even be able to share in the glory, you know, mm-hmm. and, and to mm-hmm. bring this message to others that are hurting, that are broken, that may not even know that this exists, you know, that this love exists. 
Yes. It's inspiring to hear you share this story, Ashley. And I, I'm so grateful that we have made the connection here. Uh, we've got a link for Ashley and Nadine's book, Pursue Your Startup, up at thebottomlineshow.com. But just to hearing her testimony of being delivered from uh, being trafficked and and uh, that part of her life and how God stepped in in a supernatural way and has provided her with not only uh, a new life, uh, a healthier life, but a powerful testimony to use to share with those who are battling uh, this issue of trafficking and and also struggling in the economic world too and say, gosh, I'm trying to make a way. God's leading me to start a new business. I don't know what to do. It's amazing to see the transformation that's happened in the life of Ashley Nadine uh, from trafficked to business startup owner and a very successful businesswoman. Ashley Nadine's book, Pursue Your Startup, Five Simple Steps to Starting Your Business is up at thebottomlineshow.com. More of this conversation in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. Life insurance will never replace the person you love, but that money can help you get through life when it feels impossible. When your life insurance claim is denied while you're already dealing with so much, you need someone on your side. Stephanie Cover of Coverlaw used to work for the insurance companies. She challenges and understands the way insurance companies think. Hire Stephanie to file a life insurance appeal while everything is still fresh in your mind. Don't let the insurance company get away with greedy behavior while you're in mourning. Stephanie Cover will do everything in her power to get you the financial protection which was promised to you as a beneficiary of the policy. The money from the life insurance proceeds can supplement your income so you can support yourself throughout the process of bereavement. Save Stephanie's number or call her now at 877-214-4935. That's 877-214-4935. Or you can fill out a contact form at kbrightradio.com slash coverlaw. Stephanie Cover. She knows the other side. Fascinating conversation today here on The Bottom Line with Ashley Nadine. She is the proprietor of Ashley Nadine Bridal in Brea, and AshleyNadineBridal.com is where you find her online, and we will put her social media links up there as well. If you listen to the first half, if you haven't heard the first half of our conversation yet, please go back to TheBottomLineShow.com and listen to it. You, you won't find a more uh, broad stroke of uh, someone's powerful testimony of a woman who has survived human trafficking and now is a successful business owner and incorporates both facets of her life into her ministry and her testimony. Um, her book is called Pursue Your Startup, Five Simple Steps to Starting Your Business. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. But Ashley, as we were discussing during the break, as someone who survived trafficking, you have God has really taken a very negative situation in your life and turned it into a positive with your bridal shop and your speaking and you know the, the writing and the different networking that you're doing right now. When you were led to start the business, and you'd mentioned before about working in a bridal shop and having a woman saying, I want to, you know, kind of move on from this and not leave it to my daughters. What was the biggest obstacle that you faced when you were presented with the idea, hey, I might wind up being my own business, <laughs> my, 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 my going into business for myself? What was the biggest challenge you faced? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I have to say that it was the struggle of believing in myself and not knowing what and how I was going to be a business owner. Mm. Like, I had never owned a business before, right? I. Mm -hmm. I mean, coming, I, I, I didn't graduate college, right? I mean, right. I, I am probably the least uh, person that anybody would have thought of that could have had a successful business. I mean, at least that's, that's probably the stereotype. But my point to saying that is allowing God to partner with me in the way that I see myself, you know, because first of all, just the fact that he gave a human trafficking survivor a bridal shop and it's is such a beautiful prophetic picture. Um, I mean, still to this day, I still struggle with seeing myself um, the way that God sees me. Mm -hmm. But I think that was a huge obstacle because when you're going into the unknown, I mean, all you have is faith, right? You could, you right. just, you have to do it one step at a time, one moment at a time, and believe that, hey, you know what? When this opportunity presents itself and a chance is given to you, you have to partner with God and walk in faith with that. Mm -hmm. when you have no idea how to do something. Right. So for me, it was like believing that I had through Christ what it took to be a business owner, uh, not knowing, hey, how do I, what do I do? What do I, do I, what do I go file this paper? I mean, how, like that, and that's why I wrote the book because I thought to myself, my goodness, this woman helped mentor and coach me on how to even start something such so basic, a sole proprietorship, like you mentioned, 
Um, but you know, it's funny how it, it's, it's not that easy. I mean, you do, there are steps you have to take that are necessary to make sure that it's successfully, you know, made up in the very beginning, the foundation right. is strong. And so I thought, you know what, if somebody like me didn't know, I wonder how many people are out there that want to do this and they just really don't know how. Right. And, right. um, once I, once I allowed, you know, God to start to, to give me that confidence and that faith and walk with him through this journey of this new person I was going to become, um, it, it became a lot easier, you know, and mm-hmm. I've always had a heart to want to help others. And so, uh, the biggest obstacle I think I've overcome is actually allowing God to help me to see myself the way he sees me. Mm. Boy, that's beautiful counsel from Ashley Nadine today here on The Bottom Line, the owner of Ashley Nadine Bridal and the author of the brand new book called Pursue Your Startup, Five Simple Steps to Starting Your Business. We've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Uh, Ashley, a lot of our listeners have hit the point where they're either nearing retirement, or maybe, maybe they think it might be a little far-fetched to start a new business, or maybe they have a, a, adult children who are kind of entrepreneurial, and uh, or maybe we want them to be entrepreneurial and do something, you know, just kind of get on with it, maybe give it a shot in the economy that we're in right now inflation's high you know job growth isn't quite what it was uh you know the cost of everything seems to be going up including you know getting loans for homes and businesses and things like that it doesn't seem like anyway now is a good time to start a business what as a business owner yourself who knows what it's like to go through the ups and downs of all those different things and know that it's basically you and god making this thing work what do you recommend to someone who's thinking about maybe starting a business right now You know what? I think it's actually the best time. And I say that from experience because when I started, I had nothing. I I say I was empty handed when I, and I mean that I literally had empty hands and all I had was a full heart. And, Mm. um, I, I think it's the best time. There's no other time than now. I mean, you can put it off another day. You can put it off another year, but if you don't start now, you'll never get started. So, um, I, I gotta say it's always the best time. And you know what? I got to say this too. Sometimes God interrupts our plans because Mm. he has better ones. And so if you, yes, if you've lost your job, if you know, you've gotten let go or you're just beginning to just be so tired of whatever you're doing. Like, I mean, God interrupts our plans. And I love that about him is that he'll allow us to be interrupted and inconvenienced so that he can do something better. And when it's God's hands in it, you best believe it's Ephesians 3.20. God is able to do more than we dare mm-hmm. to dream or imagine according yes. to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And so lo- there you that. go. You know, yeah, now is the time. That's a great encouragement from Ashley and Nadine today here on The Bottom Line. Check out her book, Pursue Your Startup, Five Simple Steps to Starting Your Business at thebottomlineshow.com. And also check out her website as well. And you can learn more about her testimony. Uh, Ashley, as we wind things down here on our conversation, I, I want you to talk again about, uh, just kind of circle back around, with the encouragement, I mean, you, you're seeing the fact that it wasn't that long ago that you were being trafficked. And now here you are as a business owner. And ironically, or maybe because God has a great sense of humor, you're running a bridal boutique, which means that there are women coming into your store all the time and they want to get married. They want to get involved in this. And we know what the cultural significance is of marriage, but also the spiritual significance as well. Talk about why it was no accident that God led you to this line of work and and give us some encouragement. Those of us are saying, gosh, it seems like marriage and family's falling apart in the culture, but your business is thriving right now, isn't it? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I think there's such a move of God right now to really restore families. Like I'm seeing it in my own family. I'm mm-hmm. seeing it in other families. And, um, yes, la- like this two, I mean, we're in 2023, but 2022 was one of the best years I've in business I've ever had. I, oh, mean, I love I've it. Opened, uh-huh. It was double. It was, yes, it was double, a double portion of of sales. Um, I, I, I actually, I think my sales were up about 68%. It was, if I'm oh correct, it, it was over. Oh yeah. It was huge. It was huge. Wow. And so, um, mm-hmm. and so I just, I do, I, I'm surrounded by people who still believe in love, you know, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. so, I'm mm-hmm. so, so grateful to feel like God has healed and restored that area that was robbed for me at such a young age, you know, with the innocence and, um, and everything that was taken from me that God had in regards to a beautiful covenant marriage relationship, you know, with somebody in the future and on him as well, you know, but 
um, I'm so grateful that God has surrounded me with this time um, that, you know, so everybody's excited. They're in great moods. Yes, there can be a little bit of stress, but, you know, I, I've actually experienced a lot of happiness and joy with these women. And to think that I get to help them on their special day, you know, it's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. my God, like, really, like you, you really saw this, you know, before I can even have dreamt this, you know, I couldn't even have imagined it. And yeah. Here I am, you know, and, and getting to enjoy it with these other, these brides to be, it's like, man, okay, God, I see you. I feel you. Uh, it's, there's never a dull moment here at Ashley Nadine. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, there's never a dull moment. It's always, yeah. you know, something exciting. And, and, uh, definitely I felt God gave me the desires of my heart. I love it. I love it. That's such a beautiful testimony and such a powerful way for us to end our conversation today. Ashley Nadine has been my guest. She's the author of the book, Pursue Your Startup, Five Simple Steps to Starting Your Business, the proprietor at ashleynadinebridal.com. You can find that link up at thebottomlineshow.com. Ashley, thank you for taking time with us to share your story, to encourage our listeners, and may God continue to richly bless you, your family, and your business uh, in the coming year. I hope you have a better than 68% return here in 2023. Thanks for being with us today here on The Bottom. <laughs> Line. Really appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for, for letting me share. Wow, what a powerful testimony indeed. Ashley Nadine from human trafficking survivor to successful businesswoman. God is a, a child of the living king is the most important part. Ashley has written a business book that I think you'll like called Pursue Your Startup, Five Simple Steps to Starting Your Business. There's a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. We're still taking your calls right up until the top of the hour. 800-227-5278. If you'd like a copy, we've got two to give away. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. My thanks again to Ashley Nadine and her amazing story about human trafficking, surviving, being trafficked for sex, um, and then having a successful business with Ashley Nadine Bridal in Brea, California. Her book, Pursue Your Startup, Five Simple Steps to Starting Your Business is up at thebottomlineshow.com. We have two copies that we're giving away right now, right up until the top of the hour, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Thanks also to Pat Bradley, the president of International Crisis Aid, one of the first Christian organizations to show up in the no-go zones in the world to find people who were being trafficked or were just being starved out of their own villages in Africa and all over the world. Pat's book is called Born for Rescue, Finding Purpose by Refusing to Do Nothing. And we were giving away, I think we're still taking the drawing up for Pat's book as well. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Look for the signs of human trafficking. If you're at a restaurant, if you're at an amusement park, uh, an athletic event, a hotel, look for the signs. Look for that person who looks a little out of sorts, like they're looking like they're with somebody, and if they make one false move, it's not going to work out. I remember one time uh, making a visit. It was Christmas time. Our our church had some Christmas carolers, and we went to a board and care facility for people who were uh, either developmentally challenged or maybe they had had strokes and they were in recovery. And I remember it was the first time after really being made aware of human trafficking that I paid a lot closer attention to the people who were working there, wondering, did they come here legally or illegally? Were they brought here against their will? Are they being held here against their will? Many times someone will be brought across the border. They have no identification. And the only person who has the ID is the person who brought them here. And so now they can't open a bank account. They can't drive a car. They can't really do anything other than cash and carry unless the person who has control of their life will ultimately give them a new chance. Look, pray, act. And understand, too, that apart from Christ, sin keeps us in that same relationship with Satan. Isn't it nice to be set free from being trafficked by sin and welcomed into the Savior's arms? That is the good news, and that's the bottom line. For our KCBC audience, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. You've got Rabbi Schneider coming your way next. For those who remain on the network, it's time for the National Crawford Roundtable broadcast. That's coming up next as the bottom line continues.